1: Willard and
2: Dibbs on 95.7 The Game. All right, like I said, there, there are a few people, and, and I really think only a handful. Uh, this goes for all sports. When you're a fan of a certain area, and you'd love all the teams in that area, that certainly describes the way I grew up. Niners, Giants, Warriors, all in for all of them. And there are a handful of players, whether it be because of championship success or just something that they do that's entertaining on the field. When you say their name, Your face immediately lights up. It just makes you smile. You don't have to say anything else. You just say their name. Say their name. Say their name. And and the association is immediate. And Merton Hanks is one of those people. Absolutely. Merton Hanks. And everyone's like, oh, Merton. Merton and the chicken dance. And he joins us now. He is a former two-time All-Pro Safety for the Niners. Currently, by the way, Executive Associate Commissioner for the Pac-12 Conference. And the Pac-12 football schedule, by the way, is already out for next year. I've told you about being at that Niners raider game. If you still haven't been to Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, it is one hell of a place to see a football game. And that is where each year now the Pac-12 Championship is held as well. So this year, uh, it'll be December 1st uh, at Allegiant stadium in vegas so you may want to check that out hey merton what's cooking how's everything sir y'all doing okay this morning we are doing so good we are so excited albeit nervous you know what it's like give everybody a little bit like what are what's the butterfly level for a player when you're going into niners cowboys
0: well it's particularly high because uh this isn't a regular season game this is a playoff game so you you add in the fact that it's a Uh, win or or or, or go into uh vacation mode uh type of contest uh it it adds additional uh stress and 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 certainly the anxiety kicks up another notch
1: what is it about the cowboys and i know you've got texas roots and so you you turned out on the Niners side of the rivalry you faced them three times in the playoffs but what is it about that uniform or that star that gets everyone's blood boiling out here
0: well, well, uh, any any uh, 49er faithful, uh, by definition, you, you absolutely hate the Cowboys. Uh, I think it's one of the rivalries that uh, uh, I had this pointed out to me the other day. Your grandfather has a 49ers-Cowboys rivalry. Your father has a 49ers-Cowboys rivalry. You have a 49ers-Cowboys rivalry, and now your son or daughter can have a 49ers-Cowboys rivalry. It, it really is become a, a generational uh, Hatton Field and McCoy uh, type situation and, and certainly good for business for the NFL. When, I, I've said this repeatedly, when the 49ers are good and when the Cowboys are good, that's in the best interest and the best business for the National Football League. So. You can imagine Park Avenue's loving this particular matchup.
2: There is a reason that it is the Sunday nightcap, absolutely, Cowboys and Niners. Merton, was this a transition for you? You know, Dibs just mentioned your your Texas and Dallas roots. Like, did you grow up
0: a Cowboy fan? Uh, Actually, no. Uh, we, we grew up in a neighborhood where the old Cowboys facility, training facility, used to be. Uh, that generation was the Roger Staubach, the Tony Dorsett, the Etty Tal Jones. Of the world, and those players grew up in—you know—we all grew up kind of in the same neighborhoods, right? My, uh, uh, my, very good friends, uh, Dwayne Tanner, Doug Adams, uh, and I would referee Roger Staubach's kids' soccer games. Oh my it, gosh! It was, it was that type of deal, right? But cheering for the Cowboys as a team—that was never, uh, uh, quite frankly, my issue. If anything, in you know, all honesty, I grew up as a kind of an old-school Oakland Raiders fan. Truth be told. So, hey now. Uh, 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 yeah, I was a Raiders fan because of the way they played defense and, and the great cornerbacks and, and, and that type of thing. That was what I gravitated to to in my youth, uh before uh being drafted by the 49ers and seeing the light in that respect. But, <laughs> I love it. Yes uh, sir <laughs> But but uh you know I while certainly growing up in the in the uh, D F W area uh Dallas Fort Worth area, uh never was a Cowboys fan.
1: Yeah, and this uh, the rivalry, you mentioned it, like grandparents, if you were out for the 70s, the rivalry. You and I are born the same year, so we are kind of cut from the same chronological cloth in terms of the 80s and the 90s, and you look at these two teams and their defenses. You were part of some great Niners defenses. What impresses you about these two teams and the defenses that they'll put on the field on Sunday?
0: Well, I I think certainly for the 49ers, they can can, uh, present problems because they can rush the quarterback with four people. Uh, I think their linebackers uh, if we're comparing the linebacker groups between the Cowboys and the 49ers, I don't think that's close. Uh, I think the 49ers have the better set of linebackers. I think the secondary is where while the 49ers have have played well and come up with some big plays, we've also given up some big plays. and That's a a bit of a concern uh, because the Cowboys are certainly playing well. Uh, C.D. Lamb's really uh, uh, been effective. They've basically made him into a slot receiver for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, taking him outside of the X and the Z and putting him in at the slot. He's done a ton of damage. So, formationally, I think uh, uh, defensively, the 49ers have got their work cut out to, them to limit the Cowboys passing attack. And then for the Cowboys, I- I've said this to the Cowboys folks uh, that I know uh, a gazillion times. Kyle Shanahan is not shy about running the ball. And, and the Cowboys while they're on the top end of the NFL in run defense, they're, they're not the stoutest run defense uh, uh, you're going to face. So I think there's opportunity for success in the run game for the 49ers. I think both sides, both offense and defense, uh, uh, or excuse me, both offensive lines for uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys have to worry about big-time pass rushers. And the Parsons kid for the, for the Cowboys, that guy's a legitimate 4-4-40 coming off the corner. He, he's a problem. And then, obviously, what, what, what uh, Mr. has done for the 49ers this year kind of speaks for itself. So I think the, the defense is similar. I like our defense a bit better overall just because I think we're a bit more consistent uh, 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 game in and game out. Uh, and I do think the strength of the 49ers being able to effectively run the ball uh, play into a weakness of the Cowboys.
2: Merton Hanks, 49 of Great, with us here on Willard and Dibs at five seven. The Game. Merton, uh, us fans watch this Brock Purdy experience, and we're having a hard time finding a major weakness in the kid, but y- you made a living reading the eyes of a quarterback. So I wonder what your perspective is. What do you see when you watch Brock Purdy play?
0: I, I think he, I think his clock is going to have to speed up just a little bit in, in regard to getting the ball out of the fans. I think he's... Uh, He's doing the one good thing that you're supposed to do at the quarterback position, regardless of working or whatnot. He's not forcing back throws to the point of having multiple turnovers. You you never want to give your opposition uh, additional opportunities to possess the ball. So he's doing an excellent job at that. Uh, This past game, uh, and I don't know if it was just playoff jitters or whatnot, it was obvious that the ball didn't come out of his hand as quickly as it should have. Really left, you know, my estimation, at least 14 points. Uh, on the field, just because he was late with throws, so uh, I think he, he, you know, I think that's something that Kyle and, and certainly uh, uh, Mr. Greasy, the quarterbacks coach, uh, also a great player in his time, uh, they'll say, "Look, the play is there. You, you don't have to stare at it too long. This is this in Iowa State. This in the Big Twelve. Go ahead and let that thing go, and 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 get it into your playmaker's mm-hmm. hands."
1: They got so many weapons, including the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. How much is it embarrassment of riches? Pac twelve guy, Christian McCaffrey, getting him added to this Niners team.
0: Oh, I, I think it's great. I mean that's what you're supposed to do. I don't <laughs> I, I, I applaud John Lynch, I applaud the organization. Your job is to make sure every position is manned with the most talented Uh, uh, a person in respect to fitting into your scheme and what you want to do, you go get the most talented person available to fill that role. That's that's the winning formula in the NFL, no matter how you slice it. That's why we marvel at a Brock Purdy and and, and some of these other players who were later round picks because again, we've been very much conditioned early round picks play because they're the most talented guys. And, and, and talent, more often than not, wins out, especially when everybody's working very hard at that level.
2: Martin Hanks with us here, ninety-five-seven. The game. So, uh, gosh, that was really interesting. What uh, what, what you just said uh, about Brock Purdy and and kind of the clock, if you will. Like for instance, I'm thinking of Jawan Jennings in the end zone where he was a little bit late with the throw, and and I wonder if that's kind of what you're seeing as well. So, um, I, I I don't know. Like when when you look at this Cowboy defense, they do certainly present problems. Are are you are you suggesting that maybe? Uh, through these seven games, like there needs to be potentially a, a different version of Brock in order to
0: win this one. No, I, I'm suggesting that he just needs to speed his clock up, just just a smidgen, because Kyle is going to do a good job from a scheme standpoint. Look, people are going to be open. That's 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 not going to be the issue in my mind. It's when you're a half a beat late with the ball. That's that's a problem. This isn't. This isn't uh, uh, a conjecture. We've all collectively seen this on film together, right? So fall out uh, uh, and trust the scheme. And the good thing that Purdy has done to date is that he has earned the trust of Kyle uh, in the passing game coordination. Uh, They haven't limited him in in that respect. Uh, He's been consistent in regard to doing what he's been asked to do by the offensive of brain truck. And that's fabulous. I think if the 49ers want to continue to progress, i.e. win this game and then move on, obviously, into the championship game, he's going to have to speed his clock up just a little bit. Uh, that's on film. That that that's just simply has to happen. So we'll see what it looks like this Sunday.
1: Cannot wait till 3.30 on Sunday. Merton, a lot of fans are wondering about the status of your neck of course you're famous for your chicken <laughs> dance your celebration and a violent neck movement where'd you come up with that and has there been any negative long-term impact from that sort of violent neck movement
0: nope nope uh unfortunately uh, sure, the lord has been very kind to me in that respect I'm as i to like to say reasonably healthy <laughs> as, <laughs> as nfl players uh, are at, this, at my age uh, uh, but uh, ironically I uh, was watching Bert and Ernie with Sesame Street uh, with my daughters, Uh both of my babies were born at uh, Stanford uh, Lucille Packard Hospital and so we would we would kind of drive uh, through Stanford from time to time and then one day we came back and, and uh, uh, watching Sesame Street together and saw Bert and Ernie doing imitating pigeons kind of moving around so we got to playing around with it at home and, and you know just trying to make the little girls laugh and then it translates to uh, the practice field at, at, at work in <laughs> Santa Clara and then eventually to the game field. So that's how that occurred. That's um, just
2: incredible. It's amazing. Do you still use it? Like, let's say you go to a restaurant, you order the salmon and it's delicious. <laughs> do, you, do you get up and, and, and still use the dance?
0: Oh, you know what? It it, it only comes out uh, in times of extreme, extreme joy because you know I, you got to warm up with stuff like that, these
2: days. <laughs> yeah, no, no I, 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 yeah. No so <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's your daughter's wedding or something like that right. someday. Yeah, uh, uh, that maybe may uh, something like that. But uh, Merton, great fun, man.
0: Thanks for coming on. Well, appreciate you having us and. Uh,
2: Go Niner. Oh, there it is. Thanks, Merton. Those are the two words this week. Merton Hanks right here on Willard and Dibs. You could
1: have given me 100 guesses if he would have said, yeah, it was inspired by a cartoon character.
2: I don't know if I would have gone to Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Yeah. I mean, although it makes sense when you think about it. Uh, His neck is kind of built like Bert's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little more like Big Bert, quite frankly. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, maybe maybe it was one of those cross promotional Sesame Street's where Big Bird visited Bert and Ernie. I don't
1: know. Or maybe Merton came down to Sesame Street and uh, actually made fun of birds with Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Just one quick aside on Sesame Street, please. Snuffleupagus, worst character ever.
2: Stop! Don't do this to yourself. So negative. Yeah, but the name alone, he Snuffleupagus. makes Snuffleupagus
1: <laughs> look like a chipper individual. <laughs>
2: Hey, Snuffy! Hey, Big
1: Bird!
0: <laughs> got a parking
1: ticket this morning. <laughs> Get hit the pike. You you, anyway, you do still going strong? By the way, Sesame Street. Young oh, yeah. Benjamin and I still watch it. Dude, I can't yep. wait. I actually—that's incredible. I got a four-month-old, and I just googled: Is it unsafe to let your your baby watch TV? And they're like, Yeah, not till she's three. Really? So, yeah.
2: Unsafe. It's just. Like it's, at age two, they're watching TV they really it's like, watch screen, out. Yeah, the screen time is Poison's the big thing. Wow, well, because right? they know they're going to be staring at a phone from age five mm-hmm. until. Death. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that just-
1: said, when my baby's getting fussy late at night, which is like 6.30, we'll give her like five minutes of TV. Last night, fourth quarter warrior game, yeah. popped her on daddy's lap, calmed her right down. <laughs> yeah. Watch
2: this. I was the one crying and by then, the end. And then at the end of the game, both of you looked like Snuffleupagus <laughs> on your way back to the bedroom. Get a stop. All right. We lost again. That's a bad shot, We're Steph. We're not good on the road. Is that the best we can do in the closing moments? No. <laughs> Mm. if you put a little gargle in your snuffleupagus it would come out like bochi <laughs> yeah. and lost again Oscar oh, the Grouch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, let's sorry see. About My, that. and that's all good. I always got room for snuffleupagus. I like snuffle. Well, just, just the name alone. I don't even care what the character is. That's a fun word to stay to say. Snuffleupagus. Yeah,
1: that's good. Usually, that's if I good If I hit a bunker shot and I leave it in the bunker, <laughs> cause <a> snuffleupagus. snuffleupagus. <laughs> That was a total snuffleup.
2: <laughs> too much sand behind the ball. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm lying for... <laughs> <laughs> Pull out your putter. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, Mike Silver's joining us in about uh, 15 minutes or so. We always look forward to that. Sean Salisbury is coming up at the top of the hour. And then I guess, <laughs> I guess Harry Callis said he wants to uh, do something in the 11 o'clock hour. Okay. He wanted to go back to bed, and uh, so he'll come back later. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what he has to say about this football game coming up this week. Weekend. We wonder what you have to say about this football game coming up this weekend. 8 957 Look, it. Is, I wish we could just lean into this, okay? This is a scary football game. It doesn't mean like I definitely think the 49ers are gonna win. I'll go 30 to 17. I'll go 30 to 17. 49ers win this game. I think they're the better team. I think that they are a little bit better at almost every position. Than the Dallas Cowboys are, but the he Dallas is 30. 30, 30 to, 17. to seventeen. I got an active day for Robbie Gold.
1: So you're saying that Brett Maher actually kicks and makes a
2: field goal yep. and two extra points? Um, are you going two sixes? Yeah, no, I was thinking two touchdowns. Two missed extra points. Okay, that's twelve. A safety. That's fourteen. And then one chip shot field goal that goes in. Okay, that's it for the Cowboys two sixes this week. a two and a three. So actually, no, not a chip shot. He'll hit a field goal from fifty five yards uh, at the end of the first half, but he'll miss both of his extra points. Brett Macher.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go
2: with Niners twenty four, Cowboys twenty two. Oh, that sounds way too stressful.
1: No, it's going to be.
2: I don't like your idea at
1: all. I thought about a (laughs) 28-27 redo of the 82 game. I'm going to go 24-22. No, don't do it. Why? Because the Cowboys are going to score two touchdowns, three (laughs) touchdowns. They're going to go for two twice and get it. They're going to go for two another time and not get it. Brett Maher, by the way, the last game of the regular season, he missed a field goal so... I think he missed an
2: extra point also. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, yeah, he missed an, he missed extra, an extra point. point in the he missed point last regular season.
2: He is strut yeah, he's in his he's not in his bag. He's in his dome.
1: Yes, so yeah. I, I don't think they're going to even trot him out there for a PAT. 24-22, oh,
2: Mark, is your final. They're not going for two in the first quarter if they get an opening drive touchdown. They're not down. scoring in the first quarter. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If you watch 49er games, that's usually when the other team scores. Or maybe the quarter. Cowboys score and Maher
1: misses because, oh, the field. It, would be, it was a blade of grass. It will be
2: interesting to see what the Cowboys do if he Comes out and knob blocks another one uh, out to the, to the to the right side. Um, where do they go from there? Because they are going to use him, because they, they kept him. They're like, all right, no, 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 we're sticking with Brett Maher. Well, they brought a kicker into the practice squad sure, yesterday. Sure, sure, sure. But you're not going to activate him in the middle of the game. They said they're bringing Brett Maher to San Francisco. Maybe they
1: activate two kickers.
2: <laughs> two kickers. Inside. Inside. Leave Gabe Kapler, stadium.
1: we're going to go to the lefty. <laughs> you know? Amazing. Depending on the hash mark. Right as we'll he's determine.
2: lining up, and call timeout and have Kapler come out in a black denim jacket. <laughs> totally. And uh, and then Zach Littell will come running onto the field and <laughs> Tackle uh-huh. Gabe Kapler right in the middle of the whole thing. It'll be Our great. Our stats
1: indicate that from the right hash mark, <laughs> we have a 12% chance the of an- making the this. The analytics say totally.
2: that you stink and <laughs> you are going to miss this next kick. We, as an organization. I, I don't know what they do if they miss the first one. Because they're sticking with him, so that means to me, you're gonna start the game as if you would start a game. And if you score a touchdown, your kicker comes out and goes for an extra point. Now, if he misses that one, where do you go from there? I don't know. For two. I guess I guess like you might. You might if he misses the first one, yeah, that might be it. Maybe. Well, and it goes to like
1: the overall feelings of the team. Because if you're a Dallas Cowboy player, yes, last week, a Monday night. It was mostly a decided game. There wasn't a nervous bite the fingernail moment when it came to the kicker. No,
2: it was just frustration because you're like, this is going to bite us.
1: You saw it. And it bit you. And thank you for the donuts. Pay the under. Damn. Which, you know, uh, we bet the over under Tampa Dallas. And if it wasn't for Brett Maher having the yips, (laughs) I would have gone to quality donuts this morning
2: and produced the donuts instead. That's fine. You got Bob's. Bob's Donuts brought the lumber today. Yep. And uh, not only did he bring the l- he brought the lumber to a level where my donut had mostly been consumed at the stoplight outside of Bob's Donut. That's unlikely. Like, you. I didn't even get to the part where the wheels on the car were turning. Yeah. And the donut was almost gone. It was that good. He's fat. Not a bit, Bob's. But well, usually, you, you know, you show much more restraint.
1: You know, you wait on your donut,
2: but that's fine. I usually eat it on the bridge. Okay. I usually eat it on the bridge. No judgment. This time, I'm just like... But
1: it was because of Brett Maher. (laughs) Maher. Thank you, Maher, for Mark purchasing the donuts on this payday Friday, but... 24-22,
2: 24-22, Mark, is uh, what I'm going with. That sounds way too stressful. Yeah. I have no interest in that whatsoever. I don't want anyone lining up for game-winning field goals with a minute to go or any of this junk. Who's I want... the holder for Dallas? Because I could see him pulling a Tony Romo I don't know. on a 20-yard chippy. This is usually the punter now. It's usually the punter, and I could not name Dallas' punter. I guess I have right. no idea who they're is. They don't usually go to the backup quarterback anymore. No, it, that was, you know, years ago, gosh, Joe Montana was Ray Worshing's holder, right? And then I think through the years, they sort of discovered they're like, this is taking away from our practice time. Like our quarterback has got to go hang out with the kicker and NFL practices. If you've never seen this before, that special teams unit, the, the holder, the long snapper, the kicker, the punter, like they're out there for an hour. And then sometimes they go play golf and, and the rest of the team is practicing. And then they come back. Like they're, it's just a whole different wing of, of practice. And it just, I don't know why it took so long to dawn on teams, like, why don't we have the punter hold for the mm-hmm. kicker, and then those two guys can go do whatever the hell they want for the yeah. day, and the rest of us will actually practice football, so...
1: Plus, the quarterback, starter, or backup is then
2: vulnerable to a possible hit
0: or totally. Cheap shot. Totally. I mean, you're
2: sticking your hands right under the ball there. Exactly. All kinds of weird stuff could happen, so... Brian
0: Anger is the guy's name, the punter. Brian Anger. Yeah. I yeah, know man, saying,
2: Anger was all over the field, and that guy kept missing his uh, extra points last week, so... Yeah. Anyway, well, I don't anger know where he's His
1: anger on the field, and they sent they sent an email to the NFLPA complaining about the pitch at Raymond James.
2: You're kidding me? No, I swear to God. I heard that they were upset about it, but they Firmly sent an email. Firmly worded email, oh.
1: yes. <laughs>
2: to whom it may concern. No hyphen. Return. Return. Tab. Wait a minute. Whose name was at the bottom? Was it Jarrah? or was it just the whole Cowboys? organization it was brian and brett oh Bri- oh it was for angry
1: <laughs> we are angry we're an angry duo I much I like and ernie are not angry <laughs> brett and brian we're angry i always
2: laugh when, when kickers ignite when people that's the most kicker thing to do ever when people when you get mad and you're like i'm gonna send an email my dad does this. Loves to... Sit. Oh, I am so angry that I am going to. Dude, you're coming down my road right I'm now. Like, Okay, this is the least aggressive thing that you could do in an aggressive moment. You're hopping mad. Oh. Your face is turning red. I'm going to get that guy. I have had it up to here. This is ridiculous. I am going to type on a keyboard. What are you doing? That's not going to do anything to anybody. Oh, sure is, Mark. Oh you know what, my, my, my one e-mail. is <laughs> the modern
1: version of this <laughs> is uh, if I go to a restaurant and I get crappy service, going to Yelp, I'm going to Yelp you into
2: submission. Maniscalco does a whole thing about Yelp. You got nothing better to do than to go home. Like, he's like, if the food stinks, we're out of here. You're going to go home I'm and Yelping start you. typing stuff on the internet? I'll do it from the restaurant, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that basketball ep- uh, scene. If you yeah. guys make fun of me 13 or 14 more times, I'm out of that's here. That's right. Totally. That's right. You guys, you take it. I am going to fill your inbox. Oh, oh, that's terrifying. You can send me an email. You're in Bronx. What, have that little blue dot next to it where it's an unread new message? You're going to see it's from me, <laughs> and you're going to tremble. <laughs> it's terrifying. I don't even want to think. That's more terrifying than a 24 49er win this weekend. Pay I don't the want under. To think about it. Yeah, pay the under. Uh, all right. Um, so Mike Silver's jumping in here. Uh, get locked in for the Niners and the Cowboys right here on 95.7 The Game with a kickoff show. That starts at 1 o'clock on Sunday, okay? We're getting ready for everything. Some of your favorite hosts are going to stop by, join Krug's and Lo Neal. Guys, get you set for the big game. And if you're going to be at the game, come on by Hilton Santa Clara and join the party. The kickoff show is brought to you by Harris Ranch Beef and Jim Beam. Also, don't forget, get geared up For the playoffs with our store, 95.7thegameshop.com, where you can get your relevant shirts and your DPOI shirts. Merton Hanks was on, and Mike Silver is next. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. We continue with Silver, your calls, Sean Salisbury, all next on and Dibs.
1: willard and dibs on 95
2: 7 the game all right let's uh let's rock and roll there's the red and gold and there is also the silver and gold and uh that's what we do every single week right here on willard and dibs 95 7 the game we hang with our guy mike silver you can read his 49er content of course in the san francisco chronicle but uh you can catch his stuff all over the place how are you mike what's cooking today
3: don't forget the blue and gold.
2: Yeah, well, there's there's that. There's oh, that. Yeah. yeah. There's actually, that's the second Cal reference on this show today. Um, I already referenced the play back in the day and how, as wonderful as it was, it sort of has, it has messed with gamblers uh, because everybody tries it now at the end of every game. And I was one of those people that had the Jets plus three and a half against the Dolphins in Week <laughs> 18 and threw the ball out of the back of the end zone and lost by five, Mike. It messed everything up for me.
3: Well, that's someone who experienced that magical moment in person. Uh, your future gambling concerns were not on <laughs> top of my mind yeah. at that moment. Yeah. I will say that the University of California has changed a lot of things, uh, socially, chemically, educationally. There are elements named after Cal yeah. and we also changed football. You're welcome.
1: Yes, and also changed the uh, <laughs> fortunes of my future generation. My son is a senior graduating in May. And, uh, but the way, you
3: understand oh, yeah. affliction, the lifelong affliction that awaits you. I, I'm sorry. I did that for one of my kids, too. It's it's cruel.
1: It sucks. No, it's great. <laughs> <And> actually, third <laughs> reference uh, for Cal because Brian Anger, we were talking about uh, punters and holders, and he, of course, as you know, Mike, is a Cal, Cal kid himself. So
3: Brian Anger was drafted ahead of Russell Wilson, and I remember saying at the time and I love Brian Anger obviously as a Cal guy though I didn't love seeing him so often but um, <laughs> I, my line was it was third round and I said I don't care if he has a special skill that allows him to kick the ball in a way that every punt will definitely be fumbled I still wouldn't take him that high that's I'm just not you know it's not that I don't respect punters I, I want to be clear I do respect punters I just respect them way, way less than I respect the other 52. I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: you're literally drafting someone that you hope doesn't appear in the game. That's 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 what's odd about it there. Uh, Mike Silver with us. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. All right, here's something, Mike. I wonder what you think. These are supposed to be the two best defenses, certainly in the conference. They're also teams that over the second half of the season both averaged north of 30 points a game. Is a shootout possible with these two defenses? What what do, what do you think is the game style Sunday?
3: Yeah, shootouts possible. Um, you saw the way Dak Prescott played uh, in Tampa. Uh, Troy Aikman, I believe, on the air said he thought it was the game of his life. That's high praise, but uh, it's tough to argue that given the context. And, um, you know, CD Lamb can ball. You got uh, T.Y. Hilton resurrected. Uh, you know, the tight ends are making plays. So, Uh, And they can run it, and obviously Pollard's a breakaway threat, and they've still got some really, really good linemen, including Zach Barton. So, yeah, they'll they'll have chances to score, but uh, to me, the biggest issue in this game is um, that pass rush the Cowboys have. um, You know, Brock Purdy is a guy who, for all the comfort and improvisation and poise that he's displayed... If I had one thing to quibble with, and I've talked about this with Kyle, and I've even talked about it with Brock, who laughed, but he sometimes he's not really quite up on the speed of the people he's playing against. It ain't Iowa State, so you know, he took a 17-yard sack from Isaiah Simmons against the Cardinals. He was kind of like, oh yeah, that guy's a first-rounder, huh? I'm like, yeah. So be careful with Michael Parsons, DeMarcus Flores and Fred, they're coming. And if you get cute back there, that could end uh, ingloriously, maybe in worse than a sack. That said, I do think if they're playing some man and they're racing to the quarterback, which they seem to be doing, if you can get outside and scramble a couple times, you know, think Joe Montana in Super Bowl nineteen for those old people like me uh, on this program or listening, but um, you know, I think a couple of scrambles could, could loosen that up a little bit and, and make them respect uh, that a little bit so I don't know, that's, it's how's Purdy going to going to handle that and how you know, how much will he have to keep up with Dak Prescott I, and I don't want to, I, I wrote about this I think people are, you know, I said 49 ers fans should be nervous, it's the Cowboys I do think the 49ers are better I think the 49ers are at their best would probably beat anybody, or certainly anybody in the NFC. But uh, you know, it's one game, and this team is real. This is not. Uh, this is not like some ha ha. The Cowboys haven't won a playoff or been to the championship game in a long time. Or ha ha, Jerry Jones, he needs to hire a general manager. Or ha ha, Dak Prescott, he's not really elite. Like this is a real team. Dak's a real dude. They're good. It's going to take a really, really good game.
1: Let's stay with that Dak is a real dude notion because I I think more and more the way Dak's played of late, he is a real dude. How much is he a two-way threat, though, in terms of breaking the pocket and making this defense vulnerable? Because we've seen the Niner D in the past a little bit vulnerable to mobile QBs who can run.
3: Yeah, and so he's a bigger, way more experienced, probably more athletic purdy. Right. So, yeah, he can do that. um, And he's really accurate. So, um, again, 49ers have a really good defense. They're going to have a great plan. They're going to make plays. Um, They could take over this game. I just think um, I, I know they're taking it seriously in the locker room. Because I've talked to them, I just, I would caution some of the new age 49er fans who are pointing to weird things like, oh man, look at their stats against Washington, or we beat them last year, man. Like, like, buckle up. This could be a a real football game. Not that it matters what the fans think, but I, I can just tell you the players and coaches perceive this
2: as a, a very tough test. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Mike Silver with us here, 95.7 The Game. All right, hey, let's talk various Ward. Mooney Ward, I know you've talked to him a bunch this year. He was so good at taking DK Metcalf out of the game in Seattle a month and a half ago, and it, it, it looked and felt a little bit different last weekend. What is the state of the secondary and Mooney's ability to, to, to follow CeeDee Lamb around the field?
3: I mean, he's been really, really, really good this year. He did not look good against his former team, the Chiefs, but I've given him the benefit of the doubt there because I know his groin was bothering him, and he and I have talked about it. He basically told me any other opponent I would not have played in that game, but it was my former team, and he's obviously hoping for a rematch later. But, um, yeah, I mean, DK Metcalf's good, and Gino Smith's really accurate. So I don't want, you know, the days of, like, Deion's just going to take that guy out mentality in today's NFL are over. It it takes usually more than one guy. And by the way, I saw Deion go up against Jerry Rice, Andre Risen. Sometimes he got got to He's the greatest cover corner who ever lived. So, um, you know, I think Trevor's word is really good. I think the issue is more um, if you believe he can handle CeeDee Lamb with some help. But if you think that's your best matchup, then you wonder how Lenore on the other side will be able to deal with their guys who are not, you know, they have not announced themselves as, uh, you know, co-pilots to C.D. Lamb. They don't really have that classic one-two punch unless Ty Hilton can get the a time machine. But what they do have is play action and explosiveness in Pollard and a really accurate confident quarterback so look i think the cowboys will get theirs i think the niners will get theirs i think it'll probably boringly come down to turnovers and mistakes and big moments and uh i think the 49ers are going to be able to to move the football and and have explosive plays on anybody um i don't know how many they'll need
1: niners oh and four when they have two or more turnovers the cowboys have had seven such games where they've turned it over two or more times. Are you anticipating a nine-turnover game, Mike, like the 1982 (laughs) NFC Championship game between these two?
3: Yeah, it was 81 technically this season, but it was in 82. I know that game very, very well because it was Joe Montana's, you know, moment where he became a legend, and uh, yet he was, you know, it was very turnover-prone that game. It was an anxiety dream of a game for 49er fans, and I did grow up one in Los Angeles, weirdly, and uh, I remember all the stress. But, um, you know, I just think... I think Kyle Shanahan has really stated this stuff pretty well recently just about what is different about football and that it's just one game. And so that was his rationale, for example, for continuing to play hard. Um, after they clinched and yeah they were trying to get the number two seed and maybe the one but he also said it's a risk trying to get people to play an elimination game at their very very best if they're not you know if they've been out of it and um you know these games uh this is what makes legacies and legends and you know we draw a lot of conclusions based on the way one play happens or a ball bounces and people get fired and all that. That's what makes it so cool. But um, you know, I, I think when teams are good enough, and I think these two teams are, sometimes instead of just, you know wrapping, wrapping our head around it 40 times or hyper analyzing it or trying to figure it out, I sometimes just enjoy those three hours, watch them, see what happens. And we've seen Brock Purdy be tested in a lot of contexts, we have not seen him in dire straits where if you don't take the ball down the field right now the season is over. Um, I know 49ers fans are hoping they don't have to see that on Sunday but um, I think it could be it could be really cool. I'm, I remember the 1992 NFC championship game. Steve Young's first championship game as a starter. Uh, Joe is the backup uh, bizarrely but that's a whole other story and uh, Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys came in and uh, played, you know, a higher at a higher level than most of us thought they could at that stage. But it really came down to a couple of plays. Uh, there was a touchdown called back to Jerry Rice on a hold. Uh, there was a defensive hold on Pierce Holt that gave them a key first down. And there was the play to Alvin Harper on the slant with Eric Davis and no safety. And, you know, he got him on that couple of years later, Eric got his revenge. So, uh, you know, look, I, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be really fun. Wrote about that. Wrote about uh, what's gonna happen next year with the 49ers quarterback situation. Conclusively sourced at everything for those who are interested. I think it's ninety nine cents for three months now, so treat yourselves, everyone, and check it out at the Chronicle. That's what?
2: too rich for my blood, Mike. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> uh, I am
3: already. I'm gonna the, have uh, to talk uh, the to th- Matt Nihegian about that. Yeah, it's, I, it's too rich for your blood. What's going on? I Matt? mean, thirty three
1: cents a month. That comes down to about eight cents a week. That's a penny a day, Mike. And I mean, when you put it that way, how many times do you walk around and you find a penny? You see one on the ground
3: pick that up and just subscribe to the Chronicle. You're welcome. I would put it this way. Like, back at Cal in the 80s, there were some really good street musicians and, you know, they might be playing David Crosby, who rest in peace, unfortunately passed away yesterday, but if they entertained me, even for those two seconds, I was usually going to flip a quarter into the guitar case. So, that was our generation's way of processing content. But then it became Napster and hey, the internet and There's a paywall. So if you philosophically can't pull that trigger, I'm going to continue to write great stuff that you can't get anywhere else. And you can try to hope. You can hope someone aggregates them somewhere.
2: Well, as a uh, as a faithful subscriber, uh, I'm uh, I'm reading your stuff every week. But uh, but but is there anything else that you would like to potentially share about the future of the quarterback situation? I would. Yeah. I what, would. what 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 do you got mm-hmm. there, Mike? Adam what do you got?
3: Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy has one. Uh, they will go into next season with Brock Purdy as their uh, QB one, whether they say it's a competition with Trey Lance or not. Um, and there's no reason they can't keep both and continue to try to develop trey lance uh they get along great uh he's still on a rookie deal you don't have to trade him birdie's obviously on an incredible deal but um i break it all down for you he's done enough uh to convince kyle and also uh you know you're trying to sign nick bosa and, and maintain this incredibly loaded roster what a gift to have that salary structure with a quarterback that you do trust and um as we've seen this season sometimes it takes more than one so i don't think you give trey lance away and i also get into what his trade value is or perceived trade value around the league i talked to a bunch of gms and decision makers yesterday and I can kind of give a vague
1: sense of that <laughs> Well, that. Why, who needs to subscribe now? Nah, he just gave it away. No, no, from no. The no, no he didn't. No. I didn't tell you what his trade value yeah. Is. Oh, oh, I mean, that was. Yeah, I
2: think that was <laughs> that was an expertise. Uh, give him a little something, but not give him all of it. Uh, Michael Silver, ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. FTW. Thank you, sir.
3: Thank you, guys. I'll give it all to 95.7 the game. It's just a matter of you know, when and how.
2: Give it away, give it yeah. away, give it away now. Michael Add Silver, yep.
1: tear down that paywall. <laughs> That's my regular. Free regular. <laughs> there uh, That was
0: good. You. Yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> pay that guy at Morris. Pay that guy so he can Seriously, a-
3: <laughs> get that guy a
2: Chronicle subscription off, for that kind of content, right? <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, we'll talk to you next week. Take care of you guys. All right. Hey. Uh, a little bit of a ragging for for Mike. It was very good. And there's more to discuss on that. However, we've also got some breaking news uh, that is Golden State Warriors related. Oh, God, um, God. I mean,
1: how many of them aren't playing? And then I saw the spread pop up earlier. It was Cavs minus eight during a changeover. And I did like a sideways Merton Hanks. So I was like,
2: what? So say my name. Say my name. Once you say a Warriors name, I'll tell you if they're playing tonight or not.
1: It's time to play Warriors in... Warriors out. Uh Clay Thompson. Out. Uh Draymond Green. Out. I don't want to say it, but Steph Curry. Out. Andrew Wiggins. Out. Shut your filthy mouth. Dante. A
2: Divincenzo. Divincenzo scoring 25 tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if Jordan Poole's going to play. Jordan Poole's playing. Jordan Poole no, is playing. No, come on, Looney. Ladies and gentlemen, come Are there on, any Looney? More outs? You know, come on, Looney's playing. He came on this show and was like, I don't sit games out. That's the period. That's it. How about
1: this one? And you probably don't know this, but <laughs> you can ballpark it. Andre
2: Iguadala. <laughs> out. Seriously, though. If there's a game... He hasn't been listed as out. He's just out because he's out. That's just what he's out. But if there's a game where... Yeah, if
1: there's a game where you would actually want Iguodala... I know. So you're basically going to go forward with
2: Jerome, DiVincenzo, Poole, Looney... Oh, wait a minute. I do have... The Warriors do have gifts for you. They do have gifts for you. Ladies and gentlemen, very likely returning oh, boy. Ba, ba, da, ba,
0: to ba, the stage, ba, ba,
2: ba, ba. ladies and gentlemen, it is none other than James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga oh, wow. yeah. in Cleveland, and so is Jermichael Green right over here Big. on the side stage. It's Jermichael Green. Give it up for Jermichael Green. You're doing your, uh, your strip club
1: voice over there. No. On that's the blue stage. That's, no, you, now appearing. That's, Kaminga. That's,
2: that's, Put your hands
1: together. Get your dollar bills that's, out that's for it. That's your Kuminga. label. That's not
2: my label. That's your label. You can label whatever you want, voice.
1: Have some fun with it. Now appearing on
2: the candy I cane am. stage. I'm having a great time. Put your hands together. Back for the first time. Kaminga. Michael Green. Uh, yeah, they're all they're all gone on the lingerie stage. They're, <laughs> they're all they're all gone. Stephen Chen and oh. I thought of you last night because I'm sitting there checking out Dubs and Celtics, and I knew you were thinking about it too because we played over under for the road trip.
1: Yeah, I said a good line it
2: two and a half. You said a very good line, and you called me a negative Nelly. I'm In second G. That's, and a, that's I said a I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take me under because they're gonna go two and three on this road trip. And then look at the Plucky Warriors going out there to Boston. And they were doing the darn thing. They were just winning. They had they the were lead. Just up by eight, yeah. and then they're up by eleven, and they're up by seven. And I'm like sitting there going, Oh my gosh, they might get their their third win of this road trip, and the over will pay. And then instead on, boy. it's a gag, it's Oh it's, my god. It, it falls apart and Steph, oh my god. It wasn't it, a gag job, oh, it was no, more no. like a no. gag gift. Yeah. <laughs> very good. But yeah.
1: And Dalton. I was ready to jump on you because you followed your changeover rival. And there's you and Steiny have love. I'm not trying to paint this as acrimonious. No, I'm
2: rivals with everybody in this. Steinie of course station. took the under
1: of and course. you followed suit, which was a shocker. Right. And then Guru took the over, and I also was on the over. Now
2: here we sit well, you, at Cleveland. They know, You and Guru are always just so fluffy, positive about everything, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sick, it. It I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Lay off. Yeah. Why don't you have a little edge to you once in a while I'm for trying, crying out bro. loud? And that's what oh, I, I tweeted last
1: night after the game, something that I was channeling my inner Willard. Wow, it was a pretty fun game. <laughs> you know, I'm not discouraged at all. And after I hit send, Ugh. I'm like, I wonder if Mark's going to see this
2: and think, stop stealing my stuff. Seriously. Don't be running my material totally. on the show. Yeah, so now, it, and look, who knows? Like, baby dubs have come out and done weird things in games before. Remember, remember when they beat the Miami Heat last year? And, and that ended up being potentially pivotal in terms of who was going to have home court advantage right. in an NBA final. And then Miami didn't get all that stuff. So who knows? Maybe they'll go beat Cleveland tonight. I don't know. But they don't have any of their, um, you know, good players.
1: And this isn't even the baby dubs, though, because <laughs> uh, Kaminga's back. He's not playing 36 minutes. You wouldn't think. By the way, Moses he's only... Moody, does he even get to play well, He does anymore? tonight. He does tonight. And Wiseman
2: Kuminga. still isn't back, so... Kaminga and Jamichael are probable. Which means they're they're gonna play. So, but well, yeah, you Well, they need eight
1: healthy bodies. Yep. So as we start to do the math on the roster, when you've got four
2: guys out, what do you got? Looney, Moody, Pool, Eddie So Thank you. Uh, Jamichael, Kaminga, Ty, and Ty, Ty, Ty seven, Jerome. Yeah. Who am I forget? Oh, uh, Lamb. Okay. There you there's go. your eight. There's your eight. Play ball. And you know, <laughs> Iguodala, right? Iguodala, make you holla. How many games has he played this year? One. I don't think that's true. Is it two? I don't know.
1: Uh, I'm looking. I think three. (laughs) Is it three? Three games. Three. Yeah. Okay.
2: Averaging 2.3, 2.3, and 1.7. Someone should tell him he's actually not making the veteran minimum. If you just prorate the three games over the first half of the season, he's actually making a
1: really good chunk of change. He's making curry money. Right. (laughs) Curry makes 500,000 a night. Curry makes about, about 600,000 a, a night, night. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. what Iguodala's making. <laughs> I see you
2: Steph. I see you and I match you. I call. Yeah, so that's what we're looking at. The Warriors are uh letting it go and uh and getting ready for the home stand. And on the real, like it, it's frustrating. It's frustrating because they are starting to come into uh what feels like it like this road trip was progress. There's no two ways about it. It's not a moral victory, but they're two and two, a team that started this road trip at three and 16 on the road. They went two and two, and they took Boston all the way to the end and coulda, shoulda, woulda, and all of that. And so they feel like a team that's on the doorstep maybe of rounding into form, uh, but they don't handle this like we handle this. We fans go, you're rounding into form. It's go time. And the team's like, no, it isn't. Right. It's not go time. It's still January. And we are always, always going to exercise patience. And patience is very hard for people.
1: Well, and I think when you look at it from their standpoint, it's do we still have it? Yes, we still have Mm it. And last night you lost the game, but you played with effort and energy. You won the war. You extended everybody. You lost the the battle. But you won the mental war in terms of do we still have it? And the Warriors can look at last night and say, yeah, we still have it. Boston's the best in the East. The Warriors don't look at their record like we look at their record. The Warriors are thinking when we get to April, as long as we're in a scenario where we're, even if they're in the play-in, which is not ideal, do we have it? Do we have the ability to get up for a game now? Can they win 16 games in the playoffs? I don't know, but they certainly can put out an effort and compete with anybody. Um, okay, that was
2: uh, okay. That was yeah. So warriors are warriors are uh, kicking the can down the road later this afternoon. Back to 49ers and Cowboys. And we definitely need to dive into a further conversation about what Mike Silver said. And, oh, by the way, Sean Salisbury is going to join us next. And I can promise you he's going to say the same thing. And I wonder how this resonates with people. Um, I know I got yelled at on, uh, on, you know, when we came in here on Tuesday when I started. Oh, but, you know, the 49ers have found their guy. And everybody wants to focus solely on this weekend. And, of course, this is about the 49ers and the Cowboys. But Mike Silver just said it. This is not an opinion. This has been sourced. The starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers going forward is Brock Purdy. Done deal. And I happen to know that Salisbury's going to agree with this, and we'll get into it with him. This is a big, the biggest of the year, Football Friday. And it's brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. So, Salisbury jumps in, and then... We go further with you, your reaction to Brock Purdy as the starting quarterback going forward and your readiness for Cowboys and 49ers round nine in the postseason coming up this weekend. This is Willard and Dibbs on 95.7 The Game.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?